This is the Odd Father podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. All right, I hope you're ready for this. Did you did you hit the gym today? Were you, is today a gym day for you? Uh, no, you're a gym no that was yesterday. It was yesterday. Are you right? No, I'm recovering today. Okay, do you feel it? Uh, yes. Whereabouts? Um, well, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> no, um, I, I divide my gym sessions up All into. Right. I would say. Today it's abs, it was abs and so you, shoulders. You, you can feel yourself when you sit up a bit, and the, yeah, yep, yeah. I, um, I had uh, hockey training last night, and it's the beginning of the season, so I'm still getting used to using those muscles and tendons that I haven't used for a while yet. So yeah, I have trouble walking upstairs at the moment. Uh, so yes. I have to ask you, with that in 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 mind, and and as we are exploring the odd father, our our odd god, whom we love incredibly, do you like suffering? No. Um, not at all. So you are normal. <laughs> Relatively. Uh, and that begs the question, you know, why do you go to the gym? Yeah. Um, because I, and this is, uh, this is the gym I'm talking about. Let's yeah. not expand this into all suffering. Not yet. Not um, yet. Take us to the I gym. I know it's good for me. Yeah. Um, and that, that is the... I, I I have a vision of uh, results down the track, yep. which can only be achieved by a consistent uh, diet of suffering. Yeah, of uh, hurt, putting, putting going yourself to the gym. Yeah, yep. okay. Um, and so I, you end up with things like which you've got at the moment: the delayed onset muscle soreness. And I, I hadn't realised until just recently that a lot of the muscle pain that you feel is actually muscle tearing, micro tearing in the muscle, mm. and it's actually damaged, exactly, and broken. Yes. And that's why it has to get repaired. And as it gets repaired, you get bigger muscle. And you have this, this thing where you go out and you hurt yourself and it hurts. And the next day it hurts. And the day after that, it, the second day often is the worst. And that's actually the pain and yeah. the suffering. And, you, and even just the process. You don't like running? Um, Do you, yeah, well, you, you like going for a like run? Running. At the okay. moment, it's mainly walking. Yeah. Because uh, we go up um, Waterfall up, Gully, Mount, Mount Lofty. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah. When I go up, there are only I I have this rule basically that if the incline is greater than two degrees, <laughs> it's walking. If it flattens out, then I'll run. Then you'll jog. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I don't run up yeah. much, but yeah. I've discovered that gravity allows me to run down quite handily. <laughs> um, nice. Although I do have to be careful for those of you who are thinking of following in my footsteps and running up Mount Lofty. Um, you do have to be very wary of your knees. Have good footwear. Yeah. Do not wear Dunlop volleys yeah. uh, coming down Mount Lofty, um, and take care of yourself if you're going to run down it, because yeah. uh, that is probably the most dangerous. And it part. is a glorious place to go walking and running. It's a beautiful oh, it spot. It is fabulous. Um, yes. I hate running. Running bores me to tears. I really just can't be bothered running. And just the physical, you know, it starts to hurt. I want to quit. 
I mean, we had we went for a warm up run last night, and we have a huge oval area. We, I got halfway around and thought, why am I even bothering? As the rest of the team went running off, I thought, oh, okay, I've got to overcome that. So I have a mental problem with running that I just get bored with it. So that's why I ride the bike a lot. But um, what about grief? What about frustration? That's suffering. Yes. Is that good too? Um, in some ways, I think the jury's out. In terms of uh, stress on the human body, um, the death of a loved one um, is known as one of the factors that actually impacts your body um, and and can be life short a life shortening event. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, in in some ways, you could say that that's not good. But also, I think mentally, grief teaches us things. And and I'm not, and grief of death of a loved one, I think, is probably the strongest form of grief. But you know, well, there's it, something everybody's going to deal with. Even as teenagers, you know, losing your first girlfriend. Um, can be a, a source of, of grief. Um, and you know, personal relationships that come and go will bring happiness and, and grief as, as they wax and wane. Um, and I think experiencing that, especially I think at a, a young age, enables us to better cope with a range of emotions, um, and I and I think it, that's important in my generation, and certainly in my parents' generation. A, a lot was done to actually um, quash those feelings, yeah. uh, and you didn't show your grief. Uh, in fact, for men, really the only um, emotion that was legit to show was anger. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which was a really bad way of going about yeah, things. Yeah. Well, then every every emotion, and that's actually that's actually very true. Every emotion can become channeled into anger. Mm. Even joy can come out yeah. as anger if that's all you're used to expressing. That's, yeah, this that's thing, a, you know, you I've know, seen that. Boys don't cry, and yeah. all that sort of thing. Very destructive sort yeah. of stuff. Because going through grief teaches you a your limits, mm. I think, and b that it's it's not terminal. Yeah, well, not for um, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, your relationship, perhaps, but you you can grow stronger yeah. from grief, uh, from suffering, and from sacrifice. Mm. Um, and I think those things are forgotten mm. a lot. We're all after this idea of an evenly balanced life, mm-hmm. um, but evenly balanced can also be up and down and up and down and up and down <laughs> if you average out the points it's yeah. still a straight line yeah but you learn more on that journey i think yeah i think one of the things i've observed is that comfort is the great killer if you are comfortable and this this is where i, I i'm coming i'm sort of coming to understand that if i'm comfortable it's quite likely that i'm rotting and you think of somebody on the sofa with the, with the bag of chips or the chocolate and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to chill out and relax and have a, have a time just sitting down and just, you know, eating ice cream morning on the sofa or whatever mm. over a broken relationship. But if you stay there because that's comfortable, then that, yeah. you are literally going to rot to nothing. Yes. And I think emotion, that's just the physical aspect, but emotionally I think the same thing. We, we need to get off the sofa and to... I was going to say work through the suffering, work through the pain, but I think it's not so much the same. I think like you and I both yesterday exercised and are feeling sore. Are you doing anything about that today? 
Um, or are you just carrying on? Ignoring it mainly. Yeah. I think I, I rode the bike this afternoon because I knew if I didn't, my legs were going to stop working. But there are things that you can do that, you know, yeah. just, to, just to keep things ticking over. But you just keep going. You work, you, you just move through it. Not maybe, and I'm trying to say like grieving. Do you work your way through it or do you just move through it? Let the suffering be. Yeah, well, I, I think that's true because they talk about, I can't remember how it is now, six, eight, five, five stages of, yep. of grief. You don't have to work at going through those. No. It happens. Yeah. If yeah. you keep moving. That's a good point. But people yeah. can get stuck yes. in them. Uh, but that that's generally because there's something unhealthy yeah, happening that's there. staying on the sofa eating ice cream. Yeah. Instead of getting up and moving. But I, I, I know very few people who have got up and, you know, they look in their diet. Oh, hang on. I should be up to stage five by yeah, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let, let's move on. It, it doesn't happen in that sort of a structured way. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would come out to, uh, to coffee with you, but uh, I can't tomorrow because I'm going to be in a state of, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm up to stage three tomorrow. So, yeah, exactly. And yeah. it bounces back and forth in those five stages in all sorts of disarray as yes. well. But, yeah. And it's not always a straight line. No, um, and, it, and it doesn't work like that. But the question then becomes, and, and this is, this is like, I guess, l- l- let me set this up. God, and there's so many questions here, God lets us suffer, even leads us into suffering. How else can he make us stronger? Yeah. I, is that fair or am I... Am it, I it's a bit like that old joke, never, never pray to God for perseverance. Because <laughs> Don't pray for patience. <laughs> or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. patience because yeah. he'll just give you stuff that you've got to be patient about. Um, <laughs> he'll make you wait. And, and in some ways, that is that. I think that if, if we're Christians who don't believe that God will let us suffer or even lead us into suffering, mm. then we run the risk of, of that. And what people do is, is just thinking of God as a genie. We pray. It's like making a wish, and our wish comes true. It's and our lives, God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think we are called to have a relationship with God. Mm. And from what I've learned with relationships with any of them, the <laughs> suffering, grief, and sacrifice – are part of all of those relationships, and they are not necessarily bad parts of those relationships. So I, I think it, it's quite fair to feel that God can let us suffer or, or even lead us into a place where we so especially if we've prayed for him too, yeah. even unwittingly. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a, there's a really nice, uh, uh, m- nice to be reminded that Jesus is held up as the suffering servant. Yes. And he came here to serve, but also to suffer alongside us. So you're, not, you're never suffering alone, which I think is really cool. Mm. And I have to say, I am greatly blessed to have a wife who suffers with me. Not who suffers me or puts up with me, but we actually talk about suffering together. Uh, and that makes us incredibly strong as a couple. Yes. Uh, which I would never have believed until it actually started to happen. It's like, well, can I tell her? But can I, should I, do I want her to see me as weak because I feel scared about this? No, I want her to suffer with me. <laughs> but no, I want <laughs> okay. her Okay, <laughs> if you're listening. Sorry, uh, honey, I'm not, that's not what I mean. Uh, but yeah, that, that, well, that is what I meant, yeah. Well, I think it's in some ways it's that um, old thing of... Uh, Often people aren't in the same headspace at the same time. Yeah. So actually, you, if you 
sharing your suffering, if you're sharing it with somebody who isn't in that place of suffering, they can help you. And therefore you're available also to help them when they're in, in that time of, of suffering or grief. So again, you, you've touched on this so many times and it's just like, it's almost like you're banging on about it. But the, the, the suffering that God allows us and gives us is designed for community building as well, isn't it? Yes. We need to be in community to suffer properly. In, in, yes, it, it, indeed. And in fact, I think that uh, part of community is suffering in a sense. In, in the, it talks about the fact that you know, you've know you got to come together. Iron sharpens iron. I mean, in community, sparks are bound to fly. Hmm. And, uh, and the Bible talks about that as though it's a good thing. Uh, and so conflict of some sort angst you know um all of those emotional things uh instead of spending all our time trying to avoid them in community i think we should do be doing a lot more to embrace them um yeah not to give us an excuse to be angry with people or upset with people or to be abrasive towards people <laughs> but to to recognize that our, our differences and our differences of opinion our differences in exercise patterns um you know I, I, i'm not going to talk to you pete because you ride a bike <laughs> and I, I, I i run i mean we, how can we even have a conversation together we, our, our, our suffering is so different um but i think we've got to get rid of these these stereotypes and and accept that um our suffering is meant to be shared and that in sharing it we're not actually being weak um, but our suffering actually reaches a conclusion because much faster because of it so what you're saying is basically communities get together people get together and we all suffer together something like <laughs> No, no, I've seen families like that. <laughs> but you're right, it needs to be yeah. ameliorated. It needs to be aware. We need to be aware of that. But we are here to suffer with each other and for each other. But I think the whole thing about suffering, and you think of oh, biblical examples up the wazoo, as they say, where after the suffering comes great joy yeah. and celebration. And in some ways, if you think of... I don't know whether sporting events are perhaps the best example, but there can be joy in the suffering. Mm. I think the, the, the yeah. suffering with yeah. meaning can yeah. actually be joyful. Mm. Um, you know, if you're trying to get something done, I think um, building houses in Fiji yeah. is a great example because let me tell you, we, we build the frames by hand. So we're a group of inexperienced carpenters <laughs> with hammers and four-inch nails, yep. uh, hammering them into reasonably well-seasoned timber, but sometimes it's not that <laughs> good. I mean, sometimes you get squirted by the liquid coming out of the by wood. The sap, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, and I, I can tell you, in, in 34, well, 32 degrees, 80% humidity yeah, and higher... Yeah that it is really, really uncomfortable. Mm. Your arms ache. That you, sometimes you, gripping the hammer is hard. Never mind swinging <laughs> yeah, the yeah, hammer. Yeah. And it hurts. Yeah. But there is nobody on that building site moaning. And nobody wants to quit. Nobody wants to quit. Yeah. And we, we have a purpose and we are just 
not ecstatic, but but we you're are, suffering together. We're suffering together, and yeah. it is fun. Yeah, I mean that is the most <laughs> ridiculous statement I, I, to come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, I can see because that. it yeah. is hard. Yeah, and it, it is, and you're drinking lots of water, and you're sweating buckets, and you're hurting. There could be nothing more satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Even while you're doing it. And there's a sense of camaraderie, the jokes are flying back and forth. Um, And so, yeah, even in the suffering, I think there can be great joy. And so to think of God as mean by by allowing us or even leading us into suffering can, I think, be a great disservice to him. Because if we're we're in the right frame of mind, there's great joy in that suffering. As well as that community, yeah. This is something that's actually occurred to me, and I, I started trying to reframe it in my own mind a few years ago when I realized that I was getting older and my ability to run out a full game was waning and I was going to have to work harder and exercise more. You know, As you're finding yourself, that we do need to put ourselves physically through this stuff so that we can continue. And I realized at the same time that I was feeling that way about making sacrifices, giving things up or giving up of my time or whatever it happened to be. And I started seeing that what I could do is relabel it and call sacrifice exercise. And I wonder whether suffering is also exercise. I think it is because it builds something. Mm. But do you think there's a difference? Can we categorize suffering into meaningful and meaningless suffering? That actually is a really good question because I'm not sure that we can. You talk about like horrific events like earthquakes and things like that. Mm. There's an enormous amount of suffering there. But then you look at all the, the good that comes out of that. Was it worth that? Well, that's a mathematics that I'm not sure that we're able to carry out. Mm. So I don't know. That, that's a good question. Let, let's throw that question. Is there meaningful and meaningless suffering? Yeah. I don't know. Because that, that old... Um, it's, pro- it's not in the Bible, I don't think, but there's that, <laughs> that saying, it's an ill wind that blows no one any good, so, which I, I think translates to no matter how bad it gets. It's not it's, doing anybody any good. There's always somebody who can find the positive in it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah. And the, you know, no matter how bad it gets, in some ways you could think it's there's somebody who's bound to profit from it. It's like war. Yeah. You know, lots of people die and the suffering, and yet... And I'm not suggesting this is a good thing. There are manufacturing companies who are making billions. And I'm sure there are historians that would point to the United States and go, the reason that's a big country is because of World War II. And and yeah, yeah. yeah, So that is another question. Is there good suffering? Is there bad suffering? Love to hear what you think, folks. Yep. So what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions.